0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, let us pray. O Lord, may our attitude and spirit be like that of Samuel who said, Speak, O Lord, your servant hears. Amen. We all know a person who packs everything and the kitchen sink when they're about to go somewhere. His or her pockets or purse is always stuffed with the right tool for the right job at the right time. The trunk of their car has got even more tools and gadgets that simply won't fit in their pockets. This person is seemingly always prepared so much so that it's kind of laughable. You may actually be this person. But whether this describes you or simply someone you know... That person speaks to a fear many of us may have, and that is, we are afraid that we are not prepared. In the parable of the ten virgins, we hear how five of the ten virgins don't make it into the wedding feast because they were unprepared by having no spare oil. These foolish virgins saw no need to carry extra oil for their lamps. After all, anybody who has been on our altar guild knows that such fuel comes in this big cumbersome container. So these foolish virgins figured that they would have just enough oil in their lamps, enough to last until twilight, when the bridegroom was supposedly going to arrive, and so that they looked good for the wedding photographer. So, of course... They didn't have enough oil when the bridegroom ran late, arriving at midnight. And since 24-7 Walmart wasn't a thing yet, there was no other way they were going to get spare oil for their lamps at midnight. So they don't make it into the wedding feast. And this scares us, and perhaps rightly so. We're afraid that we don't have all our stuff done for school. We are afraid we won't get all of our Christmas shopping done in time we're afraid of forgetting something while planning that special day. But perhaps most frightening to us is that we are afraid that we are one of those foolish virgins who didn't bring our spare oil. We're afraid of being that doofus who isn't ready for Jesus' return. Well, isn't the sol- solution that simple then? Don't be a doofus and bring your spare oil, right? Well, if that were the case, enough said. End a sermon. But that isn't how this works. How do we know we have this oil? Where do we get this oil from? And what exactly is this oil? Let's start with the last question What exactly is this oil? The oil, beloved, is faith. Our faith gives light to our darkened eyes and to the darkness of the world. Because we have faith, we believe that God made this green earth in six days, despite us not being there at the beginning. Because of faith, we believe that Christ lived, was born of man, of the virgin, died on the cross, and rose again, all to cover our sins, despite us not having lived at the time in which he walked the earth. Because of faith, we know that Christ will come again, despite us not knowing the day or the hour. The mistake of the foolish virgins, therefore, is threefold. First, they believe that they didn't need faith because they could rely on their own sight. In other words, they left their spare oil at home, their faith, they left it all at home. After all, in their minds, bridegroom's going to arrive when it's still daylight out. You're not going to need oil for that. But, of course, it's dispelled very quickly when the bridegroom delays. And that's why Christ warns us that he might delay. Watch, therefore, for you neither know the day nor the hour. The second mistake of the foolish virgins is that they thought they could rely on their fellow virgins' preparedness, their fellow virgins' good works. This is why they demanded the spare oil from the wise virgins. Now the wise virgins knew that their oil could not sustain both themselves and their foolish counterparts. They couldn't share because there was nothing to share. So the wise virgins shrewdly refused to give. And this is a warning not to depend on the faith of others to pull you into heaven. You can't ride grandma's coattails through the pearly gates. Besides, Christ has given you a sufficient portion. The saints before are just merely an example. As the Proverbs would say, iron sharpens iron. Wise people copycat other wise people. If these foolish virgins wanted to take anything from their wise counterparts, it should have been their example of taking along spare oil. If we want to take anything from the saints who have gone before us, it should be their example of not abandoning the faith. The third mistake of the Foolish Virgins is that they thought they could get their own oil at the last minute. Because in their minds, they thought they could get in the grind set and go get some quick oil, no issue. They thought they could get themselves into heavens by their own labors, or at least by their own wallet, and at the last minute, no less. But with all the other oil vendors closed, they have no source of light. And even if they managed to build an oil rig, which would have been a very remarkable feat to do in the dark, they wouldn't have been ready in time. So let this be a warning to anyone who wishes to rely on their own work. You'll be working for it for all eternity and still never get the reward. What, should, what we should all realize then is that the oil for our lamps doesn't come from our labors. Jesus provides the oil. Jesus paid for and provides faith. You could say it comes out of the wedding budget, which is virtually unlimited, having been backed by Jesus' shed blood on the cross. And Jesus gives us this oil, this faith, through the Holy Spirit in baptism. In fact, sometimes in some congregations to signify this, the pastor will make the sign of the cross on the forehead and on the heart with olive oil. Is that necessary for a valid baptism? No. Only word and water are necessary for a valid baptism. But the oil is certainly a nice touch. Because it's a reminder of one being marked by Christ through the gift of faith. So, for all of you who have been baptized, with oil or not, rest assured you have the gift of faith. You got oil for your lamp. And you have Jesus to thank. It's because of Jesus you will be ready to meet the bridegroom. That clock hasn't struck midnight yet, but it will. And some of those among us have already fallen asleep. Many of us here probably will also fall asleep before that cry is sounded. But rest assured, we who remain in the faith given to us will be ready. All we have to do now is just wait with our Jesus-supplied oil. The bridegroom soon will call us. And when he does, we'll be ready. But until then, we pray, come soon, Lord Jesus. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. we stand. The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen.